0: Welcome again to the Let's Be Frank podcast, where home improvement legend and metal roofing expert Frank Farmer talks about how you can improve your sales and customer satisfaction and grow your metal roofing business. Let's Be Frank is brought to you by Metal Roofing Consultants, training successful metal roofers nationwide. Learn more at MetalRoofingConsultants.com and by Isaiah Industries, in the business of manufacturing the very best permanent roofing solutions for homes across North America and around the world. Learn more at IsaiahIndustries.com. On this episode of Let's Be Frank, Frank Farmer talks about improving your odds in sales by making a great first impression and how to create that great first impression. Let's jump in. Okay, today on Let's Be Frank, we're going to talk about improving your odds in sales by making a great first impression. We were chatting just a, a few minutes ago before we began this episode, and you were talking about
1: how really important this is, and it often gets overlooked. It's very important. You know, at, at this time of the year, people are doing goal setting, and they're uh, you know trying to get their year off to a great start, and they never really look inward. Mm. Yeah. you know it's it, it, that's a tough one to do mm-hmm. is to um, examine oneself, so you know I, I like to call it uh, when I work with people about how about if we improve your odds? would you like to would you like to improve your odds? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, it's okay. We're going to talk about something that might be uncomfortable, and that is first impressions yeah and and they start, well well i you know I, I don't normally look like this i am <laughs> and they they start doing a little bit of a dance, you might say. So when we when we start talking about improving your odds uh, with a great first impression, you want to make sure people are judging you accurately. You see, whether you want to be judged or not, they're judging you. It, that's just that is human nature. So you want to be judged accurately, and the, and you also will then want them to see your best side. Anytime you meet somebody for the first time, you always want to start on that right foot. And so I've really come up with. A few things that people can do, a few ways you can make sure people's first impression of you is is a good one.
0: And the first one has to do with your energy level when you're um, when you're beginning the
1: process. Um, exactly, Jim. I want you to think of the think of it this way: it's it's not just setting your energy level, but it's setting your energy level so that you have a purpose. We've we've all met that person that doesn't understand setting that. Uh, energy level, and uh, they come and they're just overly happy and they're shaking your hand really a lot. Hi, I'm just so glad to meet you. It's like wow, okay. That's not what we're talking about. They really need to set their energy a lot lower. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about setting your energy level that's appropriate for about what's to happen. I find though that, and we're and we're talking this is sales training, so we're talking about salespeople that salespeople. Don't spend much time thinking about that appointment that they're going to, thinking about the people or thinking about what they want to accomplish. It's more about if they're selling windows, they want to drive around and look at all the windows, okay? They're, they're missing the cues maybe of what are these people about? What's their yard look like? And, and, and trying to put themselves in the conversation. I believe it's very, very important before meeting anyone or attending any event that we set our energy level. We've got a lot of things that are going on in our life. But as you get ready or when you're driving to that appointment, think about what kind of people do you want to meet? It's because if you think about that and you just don't let that happen to you. So, Jim, if I want to come meet you and I'm coming to your house and I want you to be happy and energetic about uh, meeting me, That changes the way in which I maybe want to greet you versus me just frumping up to the door, whacking on your door, ringing your doorbell. You come and say, yeah, you're the window guy. Yeah, yeah. And it's a whole different manner in which you start. Think about how you want to be perceived. Focus on who you're going to seek out and what kind of interaction you want to have. And that's mainly for somebody. um, If you're in sales, let's say you're networking and you're going into a group and uh, maybe you've never met many people there, but you were invited there, but you see this as an opportunity to press some palms and talk to some people. Not everybody there is going to be who you're seeking. If you can learn a little bit about that group and find out who is it that I'm seeking out to have my interactions with, be nice to everybody. Spend your time with people that are going to help you achieve your goal. And, and that becomes apparent when you start focusing on this, of setting your energy level with a purpose. Think about your appearance. And we don't all have a, a, an
0: accurate picture of our, maybe how we look or how we present. And, and you got to look at that.
1: We probably could get a better sense um, if we would ask some other people what their thoughts were. The way to ask the question isn't do I look okay? The question is what could I do that might sharpen up my appearance mm-hmm. that people might have a more favorable opinion of me? Because then you're inviting somebody to critique you. You know, it's it's like my wife, how, how do I look in this dress? Um uh, geez babe, makes your makes your hind look big. <laughs> okay? Well we would never say that. So we say, Oh, you look great. So clothes, makeup Jewelry, watches, shoes are all important, but they mean different things to different people. I have a friend who um, had a salesperson out to their house, and I remember the comment that they said, because I knew the salesperson that went there, and he he was a great guy, and he was bright, intelligent, articulate, um, always looked good. But that particular day, he decided to wear no socks and a pair of sandals with a pair of dress pants, um, a shirt, and a blazer. That's what he he wore to his presentation. Okay, Mm -hmm. And you know what? That might have been fine if he was going to go for a stroll in the month of August. But when he went to that homeowner's house, I'll tell you what my friend said. I really liked him until I looked at his feet. And I couldn't get past that. Now, we don't have to like that. We might say that's judgmental, but it doesn't matter. You blew an opportunity in front of somebody who was serious in your product and knew I knew him and endorsed him. They said they couldn't get past it. So if we'll stick that in the back of our mind and and remember that. People will take into account what you have on and they are going to pass judgments. So if you're a salesperson and you show up and you have lots of gold chains around your neck. Shirt's unbuttoned down three buttons, the hair's hanging out. Um, That gives them a definite impression. Probably not a great one. Most people are gonna be conservative in their approach. Again, the best way you're gonna know is ask others for their opinion. For men, I will say this. Your watch says a lot about you. Doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. It does matter to a homeowner. There is a big difference between having a A plastic watch that you're real proud of that's digital that you bought for $14 versus something that you might have had to spend $100 on that has a little bit more substance to it. Because for people, that tells a lot about that person. Yeah. Okay. And the level of comfort that they have and the level of success that they think that you've achieved. For women, those accessories that people are looking at are purses, earrings, and hand jewelry. Overly done, hurts you. Mm. Modestly done is fine. If you're successful and you have a beautiful wedding band, mm-hmm. that's acceptable. Having diamonds on every finger isn't. Okay. okay. So make sure what you're wearing and how you do your hair, makeup, says what you want it to say to people you're meeting for the very first time. Then
0: you're, you're moving beyond that. You've made sort of your first impression. Um, now you're, you're with the customer and you're beginning um, your presentation. What does body language, how does that play into uh, the next part of the sale?
1: Well, I will say it's uh, your, your body language is, is more important than what your words are. Um, surprisingly, I think your words come in third in your when giving first impressions. Mm-hmm. Um, it really comes down to um, your looks and then your body language and then what you say mm. initially. Okay, um, everything from your posture to how you carry yourself—in other words, how you walk around, uh, walk around a room. Simply having—I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell people this: you can fix that problem by simply having an awareness of your body language that will result in immediate improvement. If you're thinking, how am I standing? How am I walking? Just that awareness. Um, a great way to look at your, your body language um, is to watch a video of yourself. So I would say this. Ask a friend to take out their, their phone mm-hmm. and film you in an interaction with somebody. It can be in the office. It can be in a, in a gathering, maybe at a Christmas party. Ask them to shoot just two or three minutes. I think you will be surprised at how you look once you gain an awareness. You're gonna find yourself leaning on stuff, maybe getting too close to people, um, not totally paying attention. You see, a picture doesn't do anything, but a video does. And this day and age where we have watches now that um, are actually computers and you're getting your emails over it, sends all the wrong signal. I'll give you an example. You've met somebody for the very first time and you're having a conversation with them and they're 30 seconds into telling you about what they do and all of a sudden you pull up your wrist and you take a look at your watch. To them, they don't know you're getting an email and you should have never looked, number one, because mm-hmm. that says that's more important than what you're telling me. Yep. But what the message it really sent to them was, I don't care, I'm bored, I got somewhere else I got to go. Yeah. Okay, what time is it? Mm-hmm. And so... Blow it initially by not being a, having an awareness of your body language. Pay attention how you walk into that room. Pay attention how you mingle with a crowd. And when you move into a crowd, are you asserting yourself by talking right away? Mm-hmm. Or do you move into a crowd and listen as if you're paying attention to them? Or do you have to be the showboat? Everybody else will pick it up, but you won't. But that's how you can check yourself. So...
0: How you enter the room, maybe um, your mood, what you're thinking about, how you're carrying yourself, probably has an effect on all of that.
1: A lot of things happen to us in the course of a day or week or year. Or tragedy strikes. We get phone calls. We get a text. We find out. You know, I got a call a couple of weeks ago. Said my my cousin's in a coma from COVID. Mm-hmm. And and I can remember just you know whoa! I was just I just had dinner with him. You know, a week ago down in tech, and it, and it grabs you. And and I will say that. We teach people to snap yourself into a good mood before meeting somebody. Mm -hmm. In other words, I believe, not I believe, I do it all the time, um, change my mood. Because you have to. You have to. If you're in a depressed or you're in an anxious mood, others are going to pick up on that that immediately. They're going to pick up because of your facial expression or lack of facial expression, some comments you might make, Um, but they're really going to read your body language is what's going to happen. So, if you're having a bad day and you've got somebody to go meet, I believe you have two options. Number one, don't go, or stay home, okay? Or snap yourself out of your bad mood. Because why would you go to something that you're you're going to have absolutely no success at if you're not able to snap yourself out of a mood to go to go run a lead to do what? Ruin the lead. So, when salespeople are faced with that, they say, "No, I don't want to stay home." Okay, we've got to learn then to snap ourselves into a good mood. Um, I, I tell people that your your brain operates just like a radio station, just like a radio, okay? And think about how radio is. You can go from um, something that's very somber. Maybe one of my favorite sombers is uh, uh, NPR, okay? okay, public radio. <laughs> it's like, wow, no emotion at all here, okay? And I like a little more emotion, okay? So you, you, you could turn it to a different channel. So we need to turn our brains Uh, to a different channel. We've all had that experience that we hear a song and my gosh, it triggers something in our brain and we can't get it out of our head. Just can't, I mean, it, it plays there all the time. We're whistling it, man, I'm never gonna get this out of my head. Our brain does something similar to that with attitude. We know we need to change it, but we can't get it out of our head. When this happens, anything that helps us to switch to a different channel can provide some emotional relief. So I want to talk about that. What do you have to do to snap yourself into a different attitude? Because I do believe we have the power to shift. We have the ability to bring ourselves away from the destructive noise of our own negativity into a positive state of mind. For me, music works. I know what I need to have. I know another thing that works for me. If I have time, if I'm at home in a negative, I will take a quick shower. It's a reset for me. It's a restart. Okay, um, For me, I'm an adrenaline junkie. So me focusing on a past goal or something I'm about to achieve or totally shifting gears and thinking about a client that I'm working with that I'm starting to have some successes, my brain ke- kicks into creative and all of a sudden, emotionally, I'm on a high. I can't tell every person what it is for them. They need to discover it, but I will, I will ask them to, to take a look at those things. Music, a shower, focusing on a positive goal or recent achievement.
0: One of the topics that always comes up is listening. Um, how do you handle listening? What, are the, what yeah. are the best ways to handle
1: listening in these kind of interactions? Yes. We teach active listening. Listening isn't about being quiet. Active listening. If you're truly interested in meeting people and are open to learning about who they are, they're going to get that in the impression. They're going to like you. Hear what I said. You're truly interested in listening. They're going to like you. When you're meeting people for the first time, approach others with a genuine interest in trying to discover who they are. It's contagious. You're going to have better conversations and a lasting connection. When you're interested, they become interested in you. So don't talk about yourself. Listen intently. Ask questions. Simply lean forward. Repeat something they just said. They may have just said to you, everything was going good until that deer ran out in the road. A deer ran out in the road? You see, they're not used to that type of feedback. Mm Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you entered their conversation and their brain says, he likes me. I'm going to give him more information. Then listen intently. Lean in a little bit more. Refrain from talking about yourself. You don't say, you know, funny thing. Same thing just happened to me, except my deer was bigger. No, it's not about you. Let that other person have have that spotlight. Make eye contact with that person. Make sure they know you're absorbing what they're saying. Make sure that you're responding in a way that communicates that you're actually listening, that they're saying something worthwhile and you have something worthwhile to say in return. There's a few phrases out there to demonstrate that you're listening actively. Those phrases are repeating what they're saying and maybe adding something like that. I heard exactly what you said. Could you explain that a little deeper? When you said this, what did you mean by that? When you ask for clarification it says, I'm listening. You know,
0: you're not going to care about every conversation, but it matters to the
1: person who's speaking, right? Yes. If, you, if your goal is to meet somebody, get them to like you, it doesn't matter if you like what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's important to them. Mm-hmm. And when it's important to them, make it important to them, mm-hmm. and they will like you. When... Um,
0: you're doing the MRC uh, online meetings. These are the kind of topics that often get covered in those meetings, right, as you, as you coach the sales guys along?
1: Yes. Jim, we, we do regular training with uh, uh, regular sales training each week for people who are in the, in the home improvement business. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of metal roof people come um, and listen. But the training is really apropos to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably about 80% of the sessions, are 20 of them might be uh, right specific at, at metal roofing. But selling isn't about a product. Selling is about how we relate to to others. Mm -hmm. And 80% of that is going to come through a personal communication that we're just talking about here that's well beyond the words, Mm -hmm. that's really about body language, what's that other person saying, and um, through through the network of of MRC Mm -hmm. and being able to sign on to a 90-minute meeting each week. Um, or have an access to the library that has several hundred sessions in it now, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a young salesperson or even a very mature salesperson uh, can rapidly increase their uh, sales ability sure. and, and their performance. And get a weekly and, refresher. And, and make a lot of money. That's what salespeople are in the business for.
0: Sure. Okay. Improving your odds with a great first impression. Thank you, Frank. And we'll end this edition of Let's Be Frank right there. Thanks for listening. Let's Be Frank is sponsored by Isaiah Industries, in the business of manufacturing the very best permanent roofing solutions for homes across North America and around the world. Learn more at IsaiahIndustries.com. Let's Be Frank is a production of Metal Roofing Consultants, training successful metal roofers nationwide. Learn more at MetalRoofingConsultants.com.